Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. Confession of a Parish Lecture Father Jim reconciles his two separate lifestyles. Did God ever ask him to remain celibate for life? By Grusha Vashnads. Oh yeah, cunt, he muttered under his breath. Yeah, hot fucking cunt, he continued, obling the juicy specimen of beauty displaying herself to his lustful eyes. Her pussy was indeed beautiful pink and delicate, with a finely crafted blonde landing strip, held open by a pair of painted fingers, so that he could gaze into its hot, wet, steamy depths. He stroked his cock in anticipation, feeling his shaft stiffen and grow, and feeling that exquisite yearning sensation spread outwards, filling his body with testosterone-fueled bliss. The owner of said cunt looked at him seductively, the tip of her tongue gently tracing the outline of her lips, her eyes cheekily inviting, one hand kneading her huge, perfect, surgically enhanced breasts, as the other continued to hold her fuck lips wide. Oh, yeah, baby, I'm gonna fuck that cunt so hard, he continued. I'm gonna ram my fucking cock deep in your hot pussy. I'm gonna feel your juicy cunt around my cock. And then I'm gonna fucking come inside you. I'm gonna spurt all my fucking cum deep in your hot fuckhole till you scream in pleasure. You want that, baby, you want that? But there was no answer from the buxom blonde beauty. For she was but a centerfold in a magazine, lying open before him on his bed. One picture among many, actually, for his eiderdown was covered with a selection of his collected periodicals, open to his favorite pages, featuring a variety of nude beauties, all displaying themselves he liked to think purely for his pleasure. His cock throbbed as he stroked it, thumb and two fingers gently rubbing the glands while the palm of his hand wrapped itself around the shaft. He admired his carefully ordered cunt collage as he liked to call it. The buxom blonde, Ginny, according to the caption, occupied pride of place in the center of his bed. Surrounding her were half a dozen other centerfolds, Sabrina dark-haired, with huge natural flowing boobs, left hand holding her pussy open whilst one delicate finger of the right curled knuckle-deep into her arsehole, Brea blonde and skinny, with pert breasts, irresistibly smoldering eyes, and a shaven pussy, Elsa bleached blonde hair, sweet next-door girl smile, hairy blonde cunt with oh fuck, he muttered, as he felt his cock twitch and jerk in delight gorgeous flappy, cunt lips which dangled, glistening with little beads of pussy juice. He paused his cock-stroking, looking away and upwards at the ceiling, in order to calm himself down, he didn't want to come too soon. Not yet. Just in time, the phone rang. Nervously he scrabbled for the receiver. Hi Jimmy. It was the sultry voice he was expecting. It's Beatty here, with your fantasy call. Beatty, how are you? Oh, Jimmy, I'm feeling so fucking horny this evening, I've been so looking forward to our call. 
Talk to me, Beatty, said Jimmy, as he resumed slowly massaging his dick. Oh, you know me, Jimmy, I just can't get enough fucking. I'm sitting here on my bed, and I'm wearing this skimpy negligee, and I've shaved my pussy just for you, and it's so fucking wet, Jimmy, I just can't wait for you to ram your big cock in there. Do you wanna do that, Jimmy? Beatty's voice was warm and breathy something she had practiced and honed over the months she had been calling him. Jimmy knew that, these days, he could instead be watching a video online, or a cam girl, but he was a man of habit and tradition, and he loved the way things used to be when he was younger, when porn was always magazines and audio invariably meant the telephone. And so he sat at the head of his bed, stroking his cock, listening to Beatty's breathy seductive personalized filth, whilst he continued to ogle his favorite magazine nudes. As Beatty spoke, his eyes continued to roam the pages spread open on the bed, Cody a ridiculously slender blonde with big fake tits, pouting lips drooling slightly at the sight of her own shaven cunt, spread wide with two delicate hands, Emma on all fours, so her pussy peeped cheekily out from between her buttocks, crowned by a tight puckered arsehole. Beatty was very good too, she knew, after some six months of weekly Friday evening calls to Jimmy, just how he liked it. Jimmy wasn't interested in toys, or blowjobs, or titfucks, or anal, or any other kinks. He liked cunt. He loved cunt. And he adored it when Beatty talked cunt. Jimmy. My puss is feeling so hot tonight. Will you put your dick in there, Jimmy? It's all for you, Beatty, muttered Jimmy, in a half-hearted attempt to play along with the fantasy. Actually, he wasn't much interested in the role-play aspect of things. It was, after all, pure fakery. But he liked hearing Beatty talk dirty, and so he said the minimum required to let her know that she was on the right track, and then reveled in the glorious obscenity of her wall-to-wall -wall oral filth. Oh yeah, that feels so fucking good. Your cock's so fucking hard, Jimmy. I can feel it deep in my cunt, filling me up. Go on, Jimmy, slide that huge fucking cock in and out of my wet cunt. Can you feel my pussy all hot and juicy for ye? Jimmy listened, his eyes roving across the collage spread out on the bed before him, imagining what Beatty's cunt might be like. Deliberately, he had never asked her, preferring to make it a new cunt each week. Last week's choice had been Cecilia Black, shaven, lips teased apart just enough to reveal her juicy pink haven inside. This week, it would be Jenny. Jimmy loved Beatty's voice Chavy South London, he called it, oozing squalor. In his more lucid moments he imagined her as a single mom on the dole in some squalid high-rise council flat in tooting a any-or-do-well scraping together a living using the only pathetic skill she had. But now she was his tart, his whore, his plaything, his fantasy. She could be anything and everything he imagined. He liked playing this game, as he continued to stroke his dick to ecstasy whilst reveling in Beatty's increasingly filthy ongoing monologue. Beatty, for her part, was the consummate professional, sensing from Jimmy's pants and grunts just how far he was on his journey to release. And when Jimmy muttered, say my favorite things, Beatty, she knew just what he meant. You know, Jimmy, I'm a dirty, filthy, cunt-fucking whore. That's what I am, Jimmy, just a cunt-fucking whore. Jimmy loved those words, and Beatty's grimy accent was the icing on the cake. His cock jerked and bucked in response, stiffening even further. I'm a whore, Jimmy. And you like dirty fucking whores, don't you wanna fuck my filthy cunt with that big cock? Jimmy was in ecstasy. Soon Beatty had progressed too. My cunt's so fucking wet, Jimmy, that's what you do to me, babe. You're gonna make me fucking come, Jimmy, cause I'm a dirty, filthy, cunt fucking whore, and I'm gonna fucking come all over your big cock. Jimmy took the cue, fixing his eyes on Jenny's pussy still, of course, 
reliably wide open and glistening for him drinking in its beauty, and gradually ramping up the rhythm of his stroking so as to time his own orgasm to match Beatty's ersatz one. And when Beatty got two, I'm gonna fucking come, Jimmy, here it is baby, come all over ye dirty filthy cunt fucking whore, oh yeah oh fuck. Jimmy did exactly that. He felt the telltale boiling sensation in his balls, felt his cum surge and rise through his shaft, and explode from his bucking, twitching cockhead. Jenny was the chosen recipient of Jimmy's come this evening, six or seven thick ropes of semen splattering over her picture. Jimmy aimed at her cunt, and watched as the likeness of her vulva disappeared under a gloopy coating of semen. Beatty was continuing to moan and squeal down the telephone line. Oh yeah, Jimmy, are you coming for me? Does that feel good, babe? As the last few dribbles of sperm landed on Jenny's tits and face, Beatty's voice turned breathy and softer. Was that nice, Jimmy? Do you like coming in my dirty hot cunt, Jimmy? Jimmy panted incoherently in reply, his imagination desperately clinging on as long as he could to the illusion of sexual fulfillment. But it was always too short-lived. Even before his cock was flaxed, the illusion was fading and Beatty was in business mode. Same time next week still good for ye, babe. Take it off your card, yeah? Jimmy muttered a yeah, thanks, Beatty, before hanging up and surveying the mess. It never looked as good afterwards as he hoped it would before. Sperm-soiled magazine Jenny looked, frankly, ridiculous and tawdry now a far cry from the seductive perfection she had exuded when pristine on the page. And wrapping up and disposing of semen-soaked magazine pages was anything but sexy. But Jimmy did so with his customary goal-oriented efficiency, trying to and largely succeeding in staunching his creeping feeling of shame, until the job was done, his penis was wiped clean, and he had put on his clothes again. Then his collar. And then his cassock. And then Father James Wright knelt on the floor of his bedroom and wept bitterly. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host by the divine power of God cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam throughout the world seeking the ruin of, O oh fuck. Father Jim's voice tailed off. He had performed his morning ablutions, had his breakfast, and said his office, and was preparing himself by examination of conscience for his weekly two birds with one stone excursion to the cathedral first to confession, followed by his weekly exorcism training seminar. He usually dressed in civvies for these visits, not wanting to draw attention to himself on public transport, but he never missed his abdominal chance to unburden his soul, and timing it for Saturday mornings made sense. Apart from anything else, this way, he felt less guilty saying the Eucharist over the weekend than if he were to have his Friday evening since hanging on his conscience. But this morning Father Jim's voice gave up mid-supplication, as the thought impinged upon his intercessions, am I a hypocrite? Actually, this was a thought which frequently went through his mind. The answer, of course, was yes, regularly, deliberately, and with full foreknowledge, every Friday night, and he knew it. For hypocrite though he was, he was neither stupid nor deluded. He had learned to corral his fleshly weakness into one weekly episode, and it would soon be, gratias Deo, effaced from his soul by the sacrament of reconciliation after which he could continue to pursue his presbyterial vocation with confidence. Until next Friday. Today though, he felt somewhat less confident than normal, less spiritually bullish, more vulnerable than usual. Perhaps it was the weather dull and grey like many an English spring morning, but it was almost as if he felt that the hosts of Satan were genuinely massing on the horizon, and that he might truly need the intercession of an archangel to forestall the ruin of his soul. 
In short, Father Jim's carefully calibrated balancing act between spiritual propriety and sexual concupiscence was feeling unaccountably precarious this morning. He was just letting himself out of the presbytery when a young woman came dashing round the corner, her heels clicking unevenly on the pavement. Father Jim. Father Jim. Oh, I'm so glad I caught you. Please would you hear my confession? Behind the urgency of her request Jim described a pleasingly upper middle class voice, so came out a bit like say, but ever so slightly estuary, tea and caught barely noticeable, as was common with the younger generation. Father Jim thought, but did not say, oh fuck. He tried not to think swear words between Saturday morning confession and the end of mass on Sunday evening. But he had not been to confession yet, and therefore made the split-second judgment that he may as well, for now, think obscenities. After all, he liked them, he liked the sound of them, fuck beautiful, he thought. And this young lady was, he thought to himself, fucking hot. She was slender and small, almost a waif and yet her pencil skirt was just a touch too tight, and her blouse ever so slightly translucent, so that the shape of her nipples, puffy and rounded, but not huge, made two soft tints in the front of her top. Oops he thought, as he felt his penis begin to stir inside his rather ill-fitting trousers. No, it would not do to be groping his cock out of the way in front of a parishioner, so he banished fucking hot from his brain with a quick piece of well-practiced spiritual ledger domain, and switched into concerned parish priest mode. He vaguely recognized the girl from the back row of the 1030, perhaps? But wasn't sure if they had ever exchanged words. He felt within his rights to say, I'm actually on my way out now or... As he looked at her quizzically with that I've forgotten your name look customarily used by parish priests. Bernadette, call me Bernie, said the woman, pronouncing the R softly but clearly. Okay, thought Father Jim. Typical second-generation immigrant. Tries to keep up the religious traditions of the home country, but talks like a Sloan except when asserting her identity. Clearly done well for herself, been to uni. But Jim groaned inwardly she wasn't taking the hint. Oh please, Father, I really need you to hear my confession, I... I... Father Jim looked into her eyes for the first time, and there was that look of moral desperation he was used to seeing in some people. Some could live in their sins for long periods of time before emotional need drove them back to the church, others, like this girl, presumably, were made of less stern stuff. Her eyes glistened with barely held back tears, as she continued, I think I may be under a curse, or a hex, and I... I know you are training to be an exorcist, aren't you? Her lower lip trembled, as her damp eyes pleaded with him. In the silence of his heart, Father Jim thought to himself, Oh fuck. But he took no pleasure in this particular iteration of his favorite obscenity. He had met this kind of woman before, excessively impressionable, with an inclination to see spiritual warfare lurking under every pebble, when her only problem might a temporary imbalance of hormones. Exorcism? Bullshit. But Jim was, despite his cynicism, a kind man, and so he said, All right, Bernie. Of course. Let's go in, as he ushered her through his front door. Face to face, or in the box? Oh, I prefer the old-fashioned way, if that's all right, father. She replied sheepishly. He gestured her down the corridor towards the church, and then up the long nave pleasantly illumined by the shifting colors which filtered dully through the great east window. As she walked ahead of him, he watched her bottom jiggle gently from side to side, red heels clicking on the stone floor, her medium-length ponytail of light brown hair swishing behind her. Fuck, he thought and this time reveled in the thought. Fuck yeah, he muttered silently, his mind's eye briefly, secretly, undressing her from behind. Forgive me, father, for I have sinned. 
once they had both settled into their respective halves of the confessional. How long has- Oh, over a year, father. I've got a lot of catching up to do. Fuck, thought Father Jim. But because he was basically a kind-hearted man, he instead said, Well, take your time. It is good that God has called you back to the sacrament now. Thank you, Father. I... I'm married. But I've not been strictly faithful. There was a long pause. Ho ho, I knew it, thought Jim. Another pretty young slut got hitched too soon, screwing around behind her husband's back. To a penny. Had one just last week, didn't I? But instead he said, and how long have you been having this affair? Oh, it's not an affair, father, it's kind of a weird binge, a bit perverted, if you know what I mean. On the rebound, I guess, because I walked in on my husband, you know, with someone else. Oh shit, thought father Jim. This'll take all morning. Web of adultery seen it all before. One fucks around, the other goes off the rails, and soon they're all crotch deep in moral turpitude. Why do they even bother to get married if they've got no continence? Should try and be celibate then they'll learn how lucky they are. All that passed through his mind in an instant, but of course he voiced none of it. You see, we were married a year ago, here, before you came, Father Peter married us, and, well, I thought it was going so well. We, we were really good in bed, you know. I mean, we really liked the sex and everything. Too much information, thought Jim to himself. But he did not say that either. You know, I was a virgin when we got married. I'd saved myself up for this. And the first time, it was wonderful. You know, for some girls it hurts. But for me it was bliss. He just slid in, and I loved it. And we loved it, just like that, in and out, you know. Father Jim felt his cock begin to stir. It was the inevitable involuntary reaction to a sexual confession, which was becoming just a touch too detailed. Fuck, girl, why are you telling me all this? He thought. But Bernie continued to jabber, exuding, though unseen, an air of wide-eyed innocence from behind her latticed screen. But then Giles started wanting me to do things I didn't want to, you know, oral, and anal, and stuff, and I really wasn't comfortable with it, so we had a few arguments about that. I mean, when he wanted me to give him a blowjob, you know, he'd just pull down his trousers and waggle the thing in front of my face. Too much fucking information. Jim screeched in the silence of his own heart. But he couldn't stop himself imagining the husband's cock, stiff and huge, waggling back and forth in front of Bernie's pretty face, her narrow mouth opening wider, wider, her tongue extending to lick precum off the frenulum before her lips softly enclosed the Fuck, Jim, pull yourself together, man. He thought, as he felt his cock begin to make an uncomfortable tent in his trousers. He stammered out loud, Air, sister, you don't need to tell me all that, you know, just stick to. Oh, but it's important, father, because that's what led to it. I told him I didn't like sucking him off, but he kept trying to persuade me, and I kept saying no. Father Jim imagined he detected the faintest hint of a smirk in her tone, but of course it was impossible to tell. Sometimes when we were making love he'd wet his finger with, well, you know, and then he'd reach round and try to stick it in there. I really didn't like it, and of course he never forced me, I mean, he's a kind man, he'd never do anything nasty, but it was clear he was disappointed. Oh Jesus motherfucking Christ, thought Father Jim. His cock was stiff now, and he could feel his own precum beginning to leak slowly from his glands. He reached down to adjust his cock inside his trousers. 
and inevitably his hand lingered just a bit too long, grasping his own erect shaft through the fabric and squeezing it gently. That familiar thrill of pleasure surged through him, but he made himself let go, telling himself, later, Jim, later. Just get this girl through her confession for now. But the strangest thing of all, father, was when he'd want me to talk dirty to him, you know. Are you kidding? Thought Jim incredulously. Do you think that just because I'm a priest I don't have male blood boiling in my veins? What are you on about, girl? Bernie seemed oblivious to her confessor's discomfort. Either that, or she was deliberately winding him up he couldn't tell for sure. See, father, he'd ask me to say dirty words, like, tits and a pussy. Her voice lingered a while on the first consonant, fuck. In an instant, Father Jim's resistance crumbled. That word was his favorite, a glorious fillip to all that was unholy and self-indulgent in the deepest recesses of his mind, and it banished all his residual willpower to the four winds. He quietly but swiftly unzipped his fly, removed his stiff sweaty cock from its prison, pulled back the damp precum lubricated foreskin, and began to slowly wank his shaft up and down, his lips trembling, his breath coming in ragged bursts. This was wrong. This was so wrong he knew it, of course. But he was going to do it anyway. This girl could not possibly be for real. This was no sacrament, this was an ambush. The evil one was tempting him, and he was succumbing. And he fucking loved it. See, Father Jim, it must be something about men. They all like those dirty words so much. My husband did, he wanted me to say things like. Bernie lowered her voice conspiratorially. Ram your fucking cock in my pussy, baby, and fuck my half-cunt with that big dick. Things like that. Do you like hearing things like that, father? Bernie's voice was hot and breathy now. Her prey was in her grasp, and she was playing with him. Jim knew it but though he had no idea why this woman had chosen to ambush him in this manner, he knew it was too late. He groaned, as he felt his cock stiffen further in his sweaty palm, felt his heart pound faster with excitement. I'm sure we could have worked things out, father. You know, I got quite used to the dirty talk, that was quite fun actually. But the oral, and the anal, no way. He'd show me videos on the internet, you know, porn. Girls getting fucked in the ass, and taking cocks down their throats, and it just looked so horrible, and painful, and disgusting. And then he'd show me videos of group sex, and asked if I'd ever like to do stuff like that, and I said no. And then, to show him I really loved him, I'd let him fuck me. I mean, I really loved it when he fucked me, when his cock was all huge and stiff, and then he'd lie me on my back and fuck me all deep and squelchy. Sometimes he'd lie flat on me and grind the base of his cock against my clit to make me come. Sometimes he'd shift down, so his cock had found my G-spot. Sometimes he'd flip me over and do me doggy. Sometimes I'd go on top and drive him wild, teasing him with my wet pussy lips before plunging down onto this cock. And I loved all that, father, I did, truly. Cock and cunt that's the way it's meant to be, isn't it? I mean, that's the way God made us, isn't it? Father Jim groaned at the absurdity of his situation. Here was a young girl giving him lessons in St. John Paul's theology of the body, while he stroked his cock in the confessional what the fuck was going on. But he couldn't stop now. His cock was raging, his balls were aching, and his thoughts were in mindfuck mode. Here was a girl after his own heart, one who loved being fucked in the cunt, and who loved to talk filthy. Oh yeah, oh fuck, oh god. He muttered incoherently in his ecstasy. You okay in there, Father Jim? 
I'm sorry for being so explicit, but I kind of have to. You'll see why soon. I'll explain. You don't have to explain, thought Father Jim as far as he was capable of thinking anything at all, for he was past thinking now. His mind was now fixed firmly on cunt, on fucking cunt. Just like this girl was saying, cock slips sliding in and out, grinding against engorged clit flesh. It didn't matter whose cunt, his years of fake fantasy sex, week after week of dirty pictures Jenny or Cody or Elsa, or whoever the fuck they were, or of listening to Beatty recycling her mind-banked fuck fantasies for his delectation all this had inured him to the sheer fakery of being a sex-obsessed celibate. It didn't matter anymore. Nothing mattered now, except the filth-filled moment. But then, one day, about six months ago, I came home early from work, and, and I heard voices from the bedroom upstairs. I was about to walk in, but then, through the door, I heard things like, oh yeah, suck that cock, baby. I'm gonna fuck your pretty slut face with my big dick, you know, things like that. And there was the sound of squealing and gagging, like some girl was getting their throat fucked. So then I thought maybe he was watching porn. But this was too real, and when I realized what must be going on. Oh god, father, it hurt so much. For the first time, Father Jim paused stroking his cock. The girl was sobbing softly now. Father Jim felt sorry and guilty. I'm so sorry, he said quietly, as his cock began to soften, and he began to recognize the reality of his own situation. And so his I'm so sorry became, retrospectively, not just an expression of sympathy for Bernie, but also an admission of his own culpability. What was he doing sitting in the half-light, precum smeared over his hand, jerking off while listening to a vulnerable, disturbed young woman telling him about the moment she found her husband cheating on her? Shame on you, Jim, he told himself silently. But Bernie had not finished. And so I opened the door, and there they were, Giles standing there shirtless, his big cock stuck out through his fly, ropes of spit dangling from the shaft and dribbling all over the face and tits of my best friend Vicky. You know Vicky, Victoria Berry, she runs the first Holy Communion program here. Anyway, she was saying, oh yeah, babe, I fucking love it when you choke me with that big cock, go on, ram that cock down my throat again, and then she saw me before he did. At first she paused in shock. Then she screamed. And then she retreated to the corner of the bedroom, desperately trying to cover up her big tits and wipe the spit off her face. Oh God, Bernie, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. But she wasn't sorry, and I knew it. Giles didn't even pretend. He just stood there, spit dribbling from his cock, smirking. He even said, wanna join us, debt. Come here and I'll fuck your cunt just the way you like it, while Vicky licks my balls. And I, well, I had no idea what to say. So I just screamed at him, just the way I like it, sorry. You're nothing but a fucking pervert, with all your porn, and your anal, and your throat fucking. And now this. How dare you treat me this way, your wife. What's wrong with you? And then. I didn't know what to do, I wanted so much to hurt him, to make him suffer standing there all smoke with his dick dribbling all over our carpet. But more than that, I wanted to protect myself, to purify myself of the horror and degradation of it all. I wanted to show him I was better than all his filth, to save myself from where he was wanting to take me. So I shouted, you'll never fuck me again, you bastard. No man will ever fuck me again. I swear, as God is my witness, and I know I shouldn't have sworn, Father, I shouldn't have said anything like that, but, God forgive me, I did, I swear that no man will ever fuck this cunt again, 
or may God strike me dead. And then I ran out. And I never went back. So now what do I do, Father? I mean, I've called a curse down on myself. May God strike me dead if I break my vow. That's what I said. And, you know, I've stuck with it, Father. I've kept my vow. Ever since then, I've not been fucked. And that was six months ago, probably just before you came to this parish, wasn't it? Bernie paused. And Father Jim sat in the half-light, bewildered, confused, and scared. This woman must be unstable, he thought. Stark raving mad, actually. Why else would she come to the confessional to tell him, in the filthiest language imaginable what exactly? That she had caught her husband in flagrante delicto and had now, on the rebound, forsworn sex. Bernie. Bernie. Jim fumbled for the right words. What can I do for you? You have committed no mortal sin. You don't need exorcism or even confession. But do you want help? Counseling? We have a wonderful ministry here for separated and divorced Catholics. Let me put you in touch with the leader, she could help you. No, father, you don't understand. I swore that I if am ever fucked again, God must strike me dead. I am under a curse, father, and I need to be released. And you are an exorcist, are you not? Father Jim sat in the semi-darkness, his flaxed cock dangling out of his fly, a little droplet of precum still glimmering on his glands, and he took a deep breath. I have been receiving training, yes, but you don't need exorcism. Your words were spoken in haste, in an understandable excess of emotion, God will not hold that against you. You need to rebuild your life, not live in fear of an imagined curse. Father, pray over me now, release me from my curse. The evil one has my cunt in his grasp, after all. Beatty paused, then spoke very slowly and clearly. I am a dirty, filthy, cunt-fucking whore. Father Jim's heart skipped a beat. What did you say, he gasped. I said, I am dirty, filthy, cunt-fucking whore. Or, would you prefer it like this? I'm a dirty, filthy, cunt-fucking whore, Jimmy. Bernie's voice had changed. Gone was her slightly Chelsea accent with the barely noticeable residual Irish lilt replaced suddenly, brutally, by the chavvy South London drawl he recognized so well. Father Jim leapt up terrified. Now, he knew he was in trouble. Who was this girl? Who was she pretending to be? Who was pretending to be whom? And what was she after? And why was she playing with him like this? What did a trap? All these thoughts raced through his mind, but he did not have time to voice any of them before Bernie's voice. Or was it Beatty's, cold as steel despite the muffling effect of the latticed confessional screen, said, Don't put your cock away, Jimmy. Leave it dangling like the good Liel wanker you are, and join me in front of the sacrament. He heard the door on Bernie's side of the confessional open, and her heels click-clicking across the stone floor in the direction of the altar. Obediently, though trembling in terror, Father Jim opened his door and gasped. For Bernie's tiny waif-like figure was naked now, apart from her red high heels, her tight bottom wiggling and swaying as she walked ahead of him, the wispy outline of her pubic hair just visible between her soft buttocks. Do you like it, Jimmy? As she looked back over her shoulder to watch his cock, still dangling awkwardly out of his fly, begin to stiffen again. This is what you wanted to see when you followed me in here, wasn't it? Because you like cunt, don't ye, Jimmy? Nothing better than the sight of a hot cunt peeping out from between BT's ass cheeks, eh? You wanna fuck my cunt, Jimmy? Cause you can. She reached the sanctuary steps and turned to point one accusing finger at Jim as she bellowed. After you fucking exercise it. Beatty's demented scream echoed off the stone walls of the church, 
as she backed up the three steps to the sanctuary and lifted her bottom onto the altar, carelessly scattering crucifix, sacramentary and candlestands onto the floor. She spread her legs wide and leant back on her elbows, pert puffy tits, and lightly thatched pussy gape shamelessly displayed. Father Jim stood, horrified and transfixed in equal measure. The detritus of Beatty's blasphemy lay scattered on the floor, but he couldn't keep his eyes off her. Oh yeah, cunt. He thought, despite himself. Yeah, hot fucking cunt. Beatty knew what he was thinking. Yeah, hot fucking cunt. Do you like it, Jimmy? If you wanna fuck it, get your prayer book and fucking remove my curse. Beatty began to slide one finger into her pussy, wetting it with her fuck slime and gently rubbing her clit. Father Jim hesitated, rooted to the spot in terror, until Beatty screamed again. Get your fucking prayer book and pray my curse away, Jimmy. Father Jim scrabbled through a pile of books on the front pew, retrieved a copy of Prayers Against the Powers of Darkness, and raised his right palm towards Beatty, who was now panting in ecstasy as she rubbed her clit with one hand, two fingers of the other plunging in and out of her sodden pussy. Lord Jesus Christ, stammered the priest, I place my sister at the foot of your cross and ask you to cover her with your precious blood which pours forth from your most sacred heart and your most holy wounds. Cleanse her, my Jesus, in the living water that flows from your heart. I ask you to surround her, Lord Jesus, with your holy light. Oh yeah, amen. Screamed Beatty, as a spasm went through her body whether of spiritual battle or sexual pleasure father did not know, but no longer cared. His words were those of prayer, but his mind was fixed on cunt. Cunt, oh yeah, cunt. He moaned in the silence of his heart, even as he continued to stammer, I in, in, in the holy name of Jesus, I break and dissolve any and all curses, spiritual influences, evil wishes, evil desires, and every dysfunction and disease from any source including your mistakes and sins. In Jesus' name, I sever the transmission of any and all vows, pacts, spiritual bonds and satanic works. Fuck yeah! Screamed the girl, as another spasm passed through her body. Three slimy fingers were now pounding in and out of her cunt, as the other hand rubbed frantically at her clit. Father Jim's cock was stiff and throbbing again, but with one hand holding his prayer book and the other extended towards Bernie, he could not touch it, but continued to read with a trembling voice, In the name of Jesus, I lift this curse. I thank you, Jesus, for setting my sister free. Fill her with charity, compassion, faith, gentleness, hope, humility, modesty, tranquility, truth, understanding, and wisdom. Help her to walk in your light and truth, illuminated by the Holy Spirit so that she may praise, honor, and glorify our Father in time and in eternity. Fuck yeah, Jesus! Screamed Bernie, as her whole body shook from head to toe, for fingers now forming a blur as they pounded in and out of her cunt. Free me, Jesus. Free my fucking cunt. Oh fuck. Father Jim's cock was sticking horizontally out of his fly, throbbing with wild desperation. Precum dribbled down his shaft, but still he did not touch, as he continued to stretch out his right hand in prayer, for you, Lord Jesus, are the way, and the truth, and the life, and you have come that we might have life, and have it to the full. Bernie's whole fist was now pounding in and out of her cunt, her fuck lips stretched wide in agony and ecstasy as she screamed, Depart from me, Satan. Oh, I'm coming. Oh yeah. Juice squirted from her cunt, across the floor, and down the stone altar steps, splattering Father Jim's shoes and trouser legs. Surely God is my salvation, intoned the priest, lips and hands trembling, but his cock throbbing nevertheless. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, is my strength and my defense, he is my salvation. Amen.
whispered Bernie as she slowly withdrew her slimy hand from her cunt, her fuck lips stretching wide, leaving her pussy gaping, her pink flesh glistening in front of Father Jim's face. The priest lowered his right hand, then stood, staring, bewildered, drained, but his cock still stiff and dribbling. Bernie had a wild deranged smile spreading across her face. I'm free, Father, Jesus has set me free from my curse. Jim stared in horror. Bernie's face was luminescent, demented. But her cunt shone with a different kind of gleam and Jim could not tear his eyes away from it. I can fuck again, father, my cunt is free again, look. She spread her pussy lips wide, so that Jim could stare into her pink gloopy bubbling depths. And then she said the inevitable. Now fuck me, Jimmy. Father Jim gripped his cock with his right hand, even as his left held his prayer book tight. He was scared terrified of what he had just done, and of what this deranged troubled girl was now telling him to do. He knew this was all wrong. But the scent of frigged out cunt, the sight of that glistening pink fuck flesh, and the sound of her sultry voice breathing at him, were too much to withstand. Fuck me, Jimmy, fuck my hot cunt. Cause I'm a dirty, filthy, cunt fucking whore. And you like dirty fucking whores, don't ye? You wanna fuck my filthy cunt with your big cock? Father Jim nodded, mutely, his right hand gripping his shaft. His prayer book slipped subconsciously from his left hand, landing in a little puddle of pussy squirt on the stone floor. Come on Jimmy. Don't be scared. My cunt's all safe now. No curse no more. And I've been waiting for this for so long, Jimmy. Every fucking Friday night I've had my fingers up my cunt, rubbing myself off for ye, listening to ye spurt your hot cum all over your wank mags. Now it's time for you to fuck my cunt for real, Jimmy. Who are you, stammered Father Jim. Why me? Beatty spread her cunt lips again. Later, Jimmy, later, now fuck me. Trembling, Father Jim walked up the three stone steps to the edge of the altar, where Beatty sat, her legs spread wide, still adorned by her red high heels, her cunt pungent, oozing, inviting. He nudged his bulging cockhead against her cunt lips and pushed. Oh God. He could not resist calling out for here now, for the first time ever, was something he had fantasized about all his life. He felt Beatty's soft moist velvety depths yield and engulf him, felt her juices gently coat the length of his shaft, felt her inner cunt muscles squeezing, caressing. And then he started to fuck slowly at first, relishing the heavenly hellish feeling of her slip slimy walls stroking the full length of his shaft as it slid all the way out, then in, and then again, and again, each new thrust taking his cock to a new level of pleasure, and his mind closer and closer to ecstasy. Is that good for ye, Jimmy? You lifted my curse, Jimmy. I knew you could, Mr. Father James Wright. From the first time I saw your card details I knew you were the one to save me. Giles and Vicky can go fuck themselves, cause I got a priest to set my cunt free. Jimmy knew deep down that this girl was mad, that he had been trapped, and that this meant the end of everything he had ever truly valued, his vocation, his career, his friendships, his reputation. But, cunt. Cunt. This was not like jerking off over his magazines on Friday night. This cunt was real and truly, he saw that it was good. Beatty was now talking to him the way he could never resist. Feel how fucking wet my cunt is, Jimmy. That's what you do to me, babe. You're gonna make me come, Jimmy, cause I'm a dirty, filthy, cunt fucking whore. And I'm gonna fucking come all over your big cock. By Grusha Vashnads for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. 
Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.